I've now got joining me the CEO. I'll call him the CEO. Does that mean you get a little pay clip of an increase in the in the fold every week? Hope so. Mark's just shaking his head over there, <laughs> shaking his head. I'm joined now. Uh, we're live here in Lismore as well for the Racing HQ Country Champs uh, Tour uh, because we are here because Lismore is hosting their first ever country championship race, the uh, district final for the Northern Region. It's also a qualifier for the big final at uh, Ramwick. And Scott Jones is the CEO here. Good morning, Scott. Hey, Dave. How are you? Very good. We heard then from Steve Krieg. We've heard from Mark Oaten as well. So the president and the mayor. Now yourself as CEO, I actually remember speaking to you when the floods hit. You were up on the uh, the hill, you live up there, and it wasn't as bad at that time. It was sort of, we were, there was some flooding happening, but it was going to be under a certain level. You thought, no, we're going to be okay here. Because I remember speaking to you off here and you said, no, we're, we're not at those levels yet. And then overnight, the next morning, we got to that level and uh, you couldn't believe what you were seeing. Yeah, that's right, mate. It was... It was a standard sort of uh, flood for Lismore at one point and then it quickly um, jumped out of control overnight. And then it, I remember talking to you, mate, and thinking it actually got dangerous at that point and we were hoping that not too many people lost their life. But, um, yeah, no, it was bad for Lismore, that's for sure. Uh, arriving, arriving here on the day um, after you, you could obviously get down to the track, Explain it to us, mate, when you, you've turned up in the car. I remember, because it's the first time that the water was ever gone into our members' area and I was expecting it to be dreadful, but I remember f- turning up, jumping out of the car and just jumping straight out of the car into about two inches of mud. And it's the first time ever that we've ever had just mud absolutely covering the um, the every area of the track. And so it wasn't just a hose job this time, it was shovels and... Mate, and then we finally got up into the members' area. Like I said, um, it's never been in there, and that's where we move everything because it's the safe place. Yep. So food and, you know, it was disgusting and mud and, yeah, no, mate, it was... I remember just being downtrodden because we'd we'd been... uh took about a week before we could get in here, so we'd been helping other people in the community for a week cleaning up. Yep. Um, so you're pretty well worn out by the time we got to actually first get in here. And, um, yeah, no, it was always going to be a very, very, very long job. Oh, I, could, I, yeah, I can just imagine. Actually, you know what? I can't imagine. Well, like a, when we're, while we're sitting right where we are, our heads would be underwater. And yeah. we're 15 metres in the air. So, you know, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of water. It's funny because we, we see other floods where there's been that ferocity and force. Say, example, when Cowra were flooded because it was so... Forceful coming down um, from Wangla, from Wangla Dam, uh, all of their running rails got ripped away. And, and but from hearing from Mark before that the water's just risen here, you've obviously had damage, but a lot of your structure hasn't been washed away. Like you, yeah, you, no. you, you, that, that's one. Uh, in, in terms of looking for a positive, <laughs> that's one thing. Because imagine if it had have been a ferocious flood, yeah. you would have lost everything. Yeah, no, every flood's different. Some floods, like, we've lost all the sand off the sand track. Other floods, you don't lose a grain. Um, it's extraordinary, that. You're right, mate. It, it's doesn't, um, it doesn't come across the track with force. It sort of backs up from in town, um, which, yeah, it saves us actual damage. Um, I guess, yep, yeah, you've picked the one positive, mate. I'm trying, well, <laughs> yeah, trying to pick. But as I said, uh, when you're here on the weekend, for those people that are coming, uh, it'll just blow you away, you know, the, the level and amount of, uh, of moisture and water that was here. I want to start giving some people a wrap because we talk about, obviously, what happened, but to get this joint cleaned up and 
Mark mentioned before a local builder. He's a mate of yours. I want to give him another wrap here because, and others that we didn't mention, people that came off their own back, they're already buggered from working in town and sorting their own lives out, and then they come out here after some phone calls to help. They're the they're real people should, we, should be, uh, we should be singing from the rooftop. So who are they, mate? Yeah, definitely. But every, every single person that you talk to in town, yep. everyone had their own little circle of friends and stuff that hooked in. Um, and then in this flood, we were helping people you didn't even know because just everyone needed help. But, um, yeah, so my family and friends and obvi- that sort of people came yep. around. Um, but then the person you're referring to is Joel Jensen Construction. He's been astronomical in town... Um, and he's only a young fella who's he's younger than me and he's got his own business and building it up with 20 sort of blokes. So, And he had just finished building my house um, for me, which, again, is another reason to shop local because when the flood hit and he rang me and said, do I need any help out here? And I was a bit sort of lost at that point, just said, no, don't worry about us, help people in town. And when I got out here that morning, he was out here with his whole all the boys and they just ripped the members, members' area apart for us, the carpet. Just heavy lifting of all the fridges and all that sort of stuff, mate. They had it done in hours. And so, yeah, I, I think it's a big call to shop local because um, eventually it comes back around to help you. Yeah, it certainly does. And obviously, Mark mentioned they've had a few Christmas parties here. So yeah, yeah, the boys he turned it on in. this December. The boys ripped in. Yeah, yeah, he did, mate. And actually, uh, two years ago, one of his... His uh, staff had to leave <laughs> because they're a bit earlier than they wanted to. Yep. And then after he was help, when he was helping us clear out the members area, he said, uh, "You won't be kicking me out this year. I get the free pass." And I said, <laughs> "Definitely, mate. You're like the quarterback in the NFL training." <laughs> so yeah, no, it was good. That's gold. But you know what? Too, it puts faith, and it's like that for all sporting communities uh, or, or country areas that have. Clubs, whether you're the local rugby league, the netball, the the soccer, whatever, you, you get behind. So it's good that people are getting behind the racetrack here. What about all these sponsors, mate? Let's give them a wrap because you've got a stack of sponsors, and I say this all the time when I do these tours. These businesses don't need to be spending their money because money doesn't grow on trees. So they don't mm. need to come and put the signs up or support you. They could spend the money elsewhere, but they love their racing and they obviously love what you guys do. So who are our big sponsors here? And you've got the 100 Club as well, I see, too. Yeah, I'll backtrack to the 100 Club. We kicked that off um, just prior to COVID. So it was the new initiative that we were trying to do. And we got, I think it was 38 businesses on board. COVID hit, 100 Club goes on the back burner for a couple of years. And then we got smashed with the flood. And we started it up last year again, so it was our second go. And... Even though majority of the businesses in town were <laughs> not even open, um, we ended up signing up 40-odd uh, businesses for last year. So we grew with less businesses. And like you said, they don't have to give us their money, um, but they did. But, yeah, like the likes of oh, Mark Oaten, the chairman, he chips in. But then uh, Somerville Laundry Lomax, um, Metro was the lucky winner of the naming rights for the Lismore Cup last year. Uh, M&T Tyres, there's, yeah, like yep. I said, Jolly Jensen, O'Brien's Plumbing. Um, yeah, mate, there's there's too many to mention that really stuck behind us and, um, yeah, can't think of enough. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mate, um, what about Saturday? So hoping for 2,000 plus? Yeah, hopefully, mate. Like I said to you off air, um, I think it'll come down to the weather. Um, pre-sold general admission tickets are really strong, comparative. Um, so 
I think if the weather's good for us, uh, I think the town will come out because everyone we've been talking to, yeah. getting a hell of a lot of click-throughs on our social media stuff. So I think it's just going to come down if the weather's good. Everyone will be out here. Well, I hope they are, mate. Uh, It'll be nice and humid, good thirsty weather. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, The other thing, too, is it's a Saturday. So you've got those good races on as well around the country. So you've got the tab set up. The bookies will be here. Well, like like I think Mark touched on it, um, but we're giving the gate back to the sporting clubs. Yeah. And this timing falls really good. It kicks off, you know, prior to the footy seasons and that. Netball's not kicked off yet, so they're all coming out and using it as a bit of a gathering for their clubs. Um, so I think timing-wise is good. As long as the weather comes in, mate, we'll be fine. Great to chat with you, mate. Great to be here today as yeah, well at the you. track. Looking forward to seeing how this field lines up. You must be happy with the nominations. Oh, definitely. And, uh, bring it on. Bring it on Saturday. Hopefully the local, Denny, who you're going to talk to next, can get up.